Hey guys, welcome back to the JCC podcast for episode number 63. Hope we're all having an amazing day. Had a beautiful Christmas and incredible new year as well. Um, I would have said to you guys that before the Christmas ended, or before Christmas started even, let's say, um, in my previous podcast, I would have said that Christmas is without doubt my, my favourite time of year. Doesn't feel as Christmassy over here, more so like a, like a holiday. But it's great to have some, you know, some friends come over from Ireland, uh, some family members as well. Gigi's family uh, sister came over from from Dubai to visit us as well. So we spent the the week um, down really in the peninsula, which is really really nice. Um, but getting back into some routine, right back into work. Um, I'm also nursing a an injury at the moment, which which may be uh, unsure exactly the the extent of it. Uh, I have a, a meeting with a specialist on on Friday, so I'm going to know a little bit more about it then. And you might hear in my voice that I'm, I'm a little bit under the weather. The weather hasn't been amazing here, but I think more so just being actually a bit run down from lots of socialising and all that kind of good stuff that Christmas uh, entails. But I seem to always get, get a little bit sick after Christmas. Um, but today is all about 2024 and how to kind of springboard yourself into 2024 with the, the five essentials to get you started. So number one, before we talk about anything, must be around training, Okay. So when we talk about training, the first thought process is, you know, what's the split that we're going to run in training? This needs to be geared around, your. a lot of this stuff is going to be the same, but you'll see that it's the same kind of across board that your split has to be dictated by your schedule, okay? It's all well and good for me to, and I, I, I ask many times, you know, in every client that comes on board, needs to run a consultation form, and he or she will always tell me, you know, I how many days a week can you train consistently? Six, seven days a week. That's good for a week, you know, but can you do that for a year? If the answer isn't that, isn't that, if you can't do this for a year, then that's the absolute definition of unsustainability. So we need to try and create sustainability coming into 2024 around our training. So ask yourself right now, how many days a week do you think you can train consistently every single week for the next, let's say, 12 to 16 weeks? If that's three, if that's four, if that's two, Whatever it is, that's what you have to select. I just had a conversation with a client um, yesterday, actually, who has this um, kind of deadline for his PhD coming up and he was training five times a week. We've pulled that down to, to two times a week now because he needs that. So if he tries to train five times a week, he's probably not going to be able to do it five times a week. And it's also going to take away from his PhD work as well if he tries to train five times a week. So it's a bit of a lose-lose situation. So let's change the goalposts to two times per week and then let's make it more achievable for him because that's more sustainable for him, okay? So you need to select if that's two, three, four, five times a week, whatever that it is. You then need to select how long you can and actually want to train for in the gym. If that's a 45-minute session in the morning, if that's a 30-minute session in the evening, if that's a two-hour session midday, whatever that it is, you need to try and find, okay, if I'm going to train four times a week, how long do I spend in the gym? How long do I actually want to train in the gym? I mean, there's nothing worse than when a session is going on longer than what you actually want to because the intensity and effort will inevitably reduce. So try and actually say, you know, how long can you spend in the gym for but before that starts to happen, Okay. Then you say, cool, I'm training four times a week. I'm spending an hour in the gym. What days can I actually do that on? I can do it on, you know, Monday. I have, you know, uh, an extracurricular activity. I have rugby training on, on a Tuesday. I can't do it then. Wednesday is open. You know, Thursday is open. Uh, Friday is open usually. Saturday I can't do. Sunday I can do. And then you're trying to narrow down, cool, on those days, do I want to be training on the weekend? I don't. I, for me personally, I, I don't like training the weekend at all. Never have, never will. So I'll never train on the weekend. 
So then I've got to be looking in towards that Monday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, uh, day itself. Maybe a, an upper body uh, legs push pull session might be applicable because then you can train three days in a row where your legs push and pull don't actually affect each other. You just need to try and work this out and to see what days. So by, by the end of this, these questions, then you should be able to understand what your schedule looks like. What, what days can you train? How many days, excuse me, how many days can you train consistently? What days are those and how long your sessions are? And when you have that, then you actually go into your Google Calendar or the calendar system that you use and book those sessions in. Non-negotiables, you know, 7 to 8, 8 a.m. on a Tuesday, you know, um, 1 to 2 p.m. on a Thursday because you have a longer lunch, you know, a Friday evening at 5 to 6 p.m., whatever that it is. Go and actually book those things in because the likelihood if you book it in, the likelihood of you actually executing it is going to be much, much higher. So I'm, I'm going to touch on this very, very briefly, but in terms of like body parts and stuff like that, that you're going to train, understand that you need to give the most attention to the body parts that need the most work. So for me, my legs and my chest will have the highest volume per week, my quads and my chest particularly. My delts and my lats have the, and my arms have the lowest volume because they don't need anywhere near as much work. So they'll have maybe four working sets, my chest, my delts, or my, my delts, my arms, my abs might have four working sets to you know, eight working sets a week max. My chest and my quads could have anywhere near 16, you know. So it's important to understand that the more attention needed, the, the more volume needed as well. Um, and then just simply monitor progression across across the next couple of weeks and adjust volume up and or down if necessary. Okay. Number two is going to be nutrition. Okay. A really, really important one, particularly if you guys are looking to drop body fat. A lot of people will be coming into January and um, getting a lot of guys and girls coming in looking to try and transform in, in January, which is obviously a great month for that. Um, so what, what are the kind of the key elements to this as well? Number one is just going to be not dropping calories too early. You know, I see guys and girls come in every single week to my coaching program and tell me that they're trying to do 600 calories and they can't lose any weight. So really, yeah, 600 calories, but we're 87 kilos and we're, you know, not losing weight. That's very, very strange. When you actually peel it back and saying it's 600 calories for some days, it's way 3,000 plus on other days and there's weeks off and there's weeks on and all this kind of stuff. So Again, the definition of unsustainability. We need to try find an appropriate calorie range that you can consistently stick to for the next, like, you know, four, six, eight, 10, 12 weeks, something like this. Of course, you're going to have to change, probably going to have to change calories across the process. I've never stuck with the same calories um, for a coaching process more than a couple of weeks. And that's just the, your metabolism adapting itself, okay? So select an appropriate calorie target. If that's, you know, for an 87 kilo male, we're starting off on 2,200 calories, something like that. I, I'm completely making these numbers up. They can, they have to be individualized. But something around that number rather than an 87 kilo male starting on 1,600 calories because you have, have nowhere to go then. In terms of your, um, your macronutrients, so this is all going to be really specific to the individual. Trying to hit, you know, two to three grams per kilo of body weight of protein. Fats shouldn't really drop below 40 grams. And carbohydrates should kind of fall into that gap. Um, the main thing with selecting the like your meal plan kind of thing um, or selecting the foods, what, what foods are going to make up this 2200 calorie number or whatever, whatever number that it is, um, is to not cut out the foods you love and enjoy. <laughs> the, be the best way for you to create an unsustainable plan is to select things that you hate. Um, if you love bagels. Why can't you have bagel thins in? If you love, um, you know, rice, why can't you have rice in your diet? If you love salmon, why can't you have salmon in your diet? If you love peanut butter, why can't you have peanut butter in your diet? 
there is no reason why you can't. It's just about how you select the foods around those other foods and the moderation that you put on the foods that you love and enjoy. I would say with certainty that nearly every single, not, not actually nearly, absolutely every single food that I eat every single day of the week, I love. I can say that in a dieting phase and an improvement phase itself, always. Why? Because I know that if I don't have that, I won't be able to stick to it. It's pretty simple. But I think that a lot of people think they're going to get extra brownie points for eating turkey and uh, you know, cucumber for every single meal. I would hate that and would never be able to do that. So it's important to keep in the foods that you absolutely love and enjoy into your plan throughout the next, not only the tw next 12 to 60 weeks, but the next 52 weeks and the years after that as well. What I would do then is to try and find, okay, cool, these are the calories I want to hit. Let's say 2,200 calories. These are the macros I want to hit. Now I want to put, make a list of foods that I love and make a plan up in MyFitnessPal that allows you to hit your macronutrients and your calories and keeps in the foods you love and enjoy. That's it. It's it literally as simple as that. That is going to create a, a sustainable plan that's going to get your results consistently, Okay. That's what we're after nutrition-wise. It's not to create an unsustainable plan. Yes, it gets your results, but only for three to four weeks. And then you fall off the bandwagon like you've done in 2022, 2023, 2021, 2019, et cetera, et cetera. If, you've, if, if, nothing, changed, if nothing changes, nothing's going to change. So you must make a change. And that is going to be to create sustainability around nutrition. Number three, expenditure targets. So what are you doing currently is the question that I, I, I ask clients. If you're coming in to work with me as a coach, as coach, as a client, excuse me, um, and I am your coach, I'll ask, what are you doing currently? If you say, I'm doing 7,000 steps at the moment, I'll probably increase that to, you know, 10K steps. I'll add two to three K steps on top of what you're currently doing to create a larger gap in terms of the deficit. Number two, what are you doing cardio-wise? You know, I would always advise, most people are doing zero cardio. I would always advise doing some cardio as you start your deficit. Um, and the reason for this is because you will be able to eat more food. <laughs> I love food, as I'm sure that all of you guys listen to this knows. And I would much prefer to do two cardio sessions a week and having an extra 25 carbs every single day rather than having 25 carbs less food and doing no cardio. I'd always prefer that. What cardio you ask? I'm sure that you're all asking this. What cardio is the best cardio? Is it Stepmaster? Is it the incline walker? Is it steps? Is it whatever? I like to classify cardio as about 120 to 130 beats per minute and above. That's not walking. I like to have maybe a fast-paced incline walk that gets your heart rate up there, but not just leisurely walking. What cardio is the best? The one that you can do consistently. This is going to be the same across the board, guys. The foods that you, you should be eating, the one that you can do consistently. The training plan that you can do, the one that you can do consistently. The cardio that you should do, the one that you can do consistently. It's literally as simple as that. And I see it wrong or gone wrong every single day where people try and do, you know, oh, we're in the, the red zone and burns more body fat. No, it doesn't. You know, it's simply inputs and outputs. As long as you are burning calories, pick the easiest form that you can do. I find the bike, particularly the bike in the gym and the cross train, the easiest. Why? Because I can put football on at the same time and watch the highlights. I can watch my YouTube and make time fly by. Does that, does that mean because it's easier, it doesn't burn as many calories? No. You do not get brandy points, extra brandy points, like I said, for making things hard. Be clever and make it as easy as you can. Okay, so select which one that you can do consistently and feels the easiest. When should you do your cardio? Post-workout or pre-workout? I'd advise doing it post-workout if possible, okay? The reason for that is because you can box off two sessions in one trip to the gym. If we have, you know four training days, like we said earlier, and two cardio sessions, 
That means it's six total sessions. Do you want to be in the gym six times a week? Probably not. You know, what if we could do six sessions in, in four days? I'd much prefer that. So post-workout versus um, pre-workout. Okay, I would definitely always do it post-workout because it won't affect your performance in the gym. I would also then say that you could potentially do it like separated, like you do training in the morning, cardio in the evening, or vice versa. What the answer is, what can you do consistently over this next 12, 16 weeks? Okay, really, really simple. The last two then are going to be a tracking system. Okay, tracking system is in like, how do you monitor progress? Photos, I would advise doing photos on a week to week basis. You know, scales are, of course, going to be a really important tool that we can use. Um, but, you know, I've seen it time and time again that, you know, people can, can make progress in their physique, but the scale is a little bit slower to show that. Um, but as long as you're analyzing the physique shots uh, week to week, that's going to be the most important uh, variable for you in a transformation. You know, you're not a uh, scale transformation is not what you're looking for. You're looking for a body transformation, right? So we have to be assessing the body and the physique. Four to seven scale weight readings, ideally. Now, this is all dependent on if, if scale weight readings cause you stress and you don't enjoy doing them and they, you know, pr provide a negative feedback loop towards you and your process, remove them. I have many clients that do not weigh, weigh in at all and have not, have not done for, for a long, long period of time. We just assess the physique, you know. That's the most important part to me. So if you find that these are calling, causing negative uh, repercussions towards yourself, I, I would always remove these for sure. Then, of course, you need to make uh, changes based off these. Now, it's actually impossible for me to give you, it'd be unethical for me to give you specific uh, information here to say, okay, when you do this, drop 25 carbs. It's impossible. You'll just need to create, like, if you're stalling scale it, create a larger deficit by dropping food, increasing cardio. Um, always the, the best way to do it, to be honest, the only way that you can do it. Um, but like I said, I don't want to give out specific, oh, Josh said to do this, but it didn't work. You know, that might be for you, you know, maybe I wouldn't have done that if I was coaching you and I saw that this was the way that you needed to be um, treated or, or, or the plan needed to be executed, etc. Okay. The last one is having help. Okay. If you've tried to do this before, but it's, it's never worked. Don't blame the, the information out there. You know, I've done this podcast many a time. I've given out many a podcast around these kind of subjects. I've put out so much information and value into my, my posts on Instagram. I'm sure you've read a couple of articles and watched a few YouTubes. The information is out there. You know how to do it. But if you haven't achieved it, then it's not the information. It's the accountability and having an actual transformation spe specialist taking the reins and taking over. That's what it is more than anything if you really think about it. So if you've actually considered getting the coach, you know, now is the best time to actually invest in yourself. We're actually running a 12-week transformation challenge, which includes customized plans, one-to-one -one support, weekly check-ins, you know, access to the private member site, much, much more, you know, ex execution video libraries, um, you know, transformation blueprints, pre and post work and nutrition webinars, absolutely everything from start to finish. And on top of that, then the best transformation will actually win 2000 euro worth of prizes, including 500 euro cash and six months of online coaching completely for free. And what's more on top of that, you know, the best part about this is to join our most affordable coaching program of all time. It's only 148 euro per month, our most affordable coaching program of all time. I'm sure that you spent that on a single night out in the Christmas gone. I'm sure if you think about it, probably probably a lot more, I'm sure, as well. So if you really think about it, you know, that one night, not even a day, but a night can take over a full month of one-to-one, -one, legit elite level one-to-one online coaching as well. 
remember, if nothing changes, nothing is going to change. If you've tried it before and it hasn't worked, it's probably going to happen again. So start 24 on the, on the right foot. Finally get into the best shape of your life by hitting the link in the description and selecting the payment plan that you want to you want to move forward with itself. If you guys have any questions about the program or anything at all, please let me know. I'm looking forward to catching you guys in the new year, hopefully on the transformation plan. The end date for signups is actually the 31st of Jan, so we have a little bit of time and, uh, and we'll catch you then.